The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome KLID 1340 AM, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, to the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. That's Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, yep, Frederick Penny with Denise Dirks, Cal Hunter, and Todd Kunin. Uh, Cal Hunter is our producer that's not supposed to talk, but he usually does. But uh, he is a three-time Emmy Award nominee, but never a winner, so we allow him to talk. Right, Cal? Not saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. This is a wonderful three-hour show of fun and entertaining, but yet informative stuff about what's going on in the law, because there is so many fun things to discuss, especially, bam, it hit. What was the biggest thing out there you guys are thinking? The California State Bar Exam accidentally sends out the topics for the essays to professors Throughout California. Whoopsie doopsie. We're going to talk about that. Which one of their nephews was taking the Ah, exam? Exactly (laughs) right. And it's funny, no other professors in the United States other than California professors received it. And so uh, we are going to discuss that today. We also have case or no case. Uh, Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Uh, seek counsel from local lawyers. Uh, we are California lawyers. Uh, I do uh, can, can practice. My name is Fred Penny in the Washington, D.C. However, uh, just remember uh, at our website, if you want to talk to an attorney, there's lists of attorneys from different uh, parts of the country. But we are so happy to have new affiliates coming on. Of course, I just brought up at the beginning of the hour the newest affiliate, KLID, uh, in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. In fact, I looked up Poplar Bluff. Uh, Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Todd's laughing while he holds his cookies over there. Anyway, it's a beautiful town. What a what? great name for a town, isn't it? No, it is. Don't it's you think? I mean, Poplar, Poplar Bluff. Bluff. Just trees I mean, on a little. You can see it, can't oh, you? No, yeah. it is beautiful. And so I'm excited about that. And we do have uh, on the 15th, I think, of August or around that area, we've got a, a, a really big, good station coming up that's going to be adding us, so we're excited about that. Of course, that. all of our stations are big and yeah. good, and we thank them all. We're yeah. excited, Cal. We were, Cal and I were talking about this during the week. We, it is just it is just coming full force. We actually have uh, national people calling us. We can't say details, but this wanting to be involved in our show now. Before, Cal, it was like, hey, do you want to be, please be involved in our show? <laughs> now it's they're calling us, huh, Cal? Exactly. Well, I have my begging clothes. Like, where am I? <laughs> That's exactly right. But it's really good, Fred, that what you've done and what yeah. our affiliates uh, director has done as far as getting this show out there, because there's so much good stuff on it, people right. want to hear it. So here we go. Right, and not yeah. Fred. It's by the way, it is Fred and Cal. We did. I, I, we love Denise and Todd, but it was Cal and I started this out as a little side thing that we just. It was a napkin one, wasn't it, Cal? It, it was, was like it on was a napkin thing. Napkin. It was a table napkin lunch meeting. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's let's do this, and uh, it might take off. Let's see if the wives will put up with us doing this. <laughs> and guess what? The wives now are saying, "Shoot, we thought it wouldn't make it, so we'd have our husbands back on Saturday." <laughs> exactly. But but not now. No. All, I, all I know is this. You guys started it, this, and, and that is absolutely great. But my mom and dad raised me right. And it was, hey, if you see a wagon, or if you see a train that's headed in the right direction, you hitch your wagon to that train and go. And so that's I was, right. I was happy to hook up. That's it. <laughs> I was there the day that we chose the name. That's, that's right. You were. Denise yeah, right. was involved yeah. early on. Early yeah. on. So, hey, sorry to get nostalgic on you, but we're going to talk about Cosby case, California bar exam. We're going to do a case or no case. Uh, Katy Perry lawsuit verdict uh, came in from the California uh, uh, jury. We're going to talk about those two songs. Apparently, there's an argument about a copyright. Man, alive, this is a full-time job for us to talk about copyrights. I know. It is. <laughs> I, I would not have thought this before we started doing the show, but... Boy, what a lucrative or interesting area of the law for some attorneys to practice, right? I mean, that I, I never heard much about any of this stuff. But really, her damages were were not that great. They weren't. I mean, it wasn't that. Her, big it's now. actually his hit. It was a, it was a, it was a, a Christian rapper, wasn't it? Well, he's the one that that 
she owes sued. the damages yeah. to. Right, right. She right. has to pay a little bit, I mean, comparatively. What then, was it? Is it two? Well, she has to only pay $577 million or something like that. five hundred thousand. thousand. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Well, they said million. They're like, woo, what did I miss? But we're going to talk about that. So much for the teaser on how much she's going to have to pay. Katy Perry, if that's the case, she's going to say, hold on, i got some change in my pocket. We're going to talk about Woody Allen's $68 million lawsuit against Amazon, the latest on that. And then there's just... Just gobs and gobs and gobs of different things we can talk about. This is a fun show. We just we just roll with it, you know. So we don't know what we're gonna make. We don't know what we're gonna get to, but it's important for us to remember. There's tons of topics to talk about, uh, and there's always Trump to talk about cases with Trump and the lady uh, soccer, the soccer team. Uh, we're, we we got to talk about that. That's that's a you big know, deal. I'll, I'll tell you, and we're gonna get to this when we get there. When I first heard about the lady soccer team, my first thought was, Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous, but as we will talk about, uh, my opinion may have changed a little bit about that. Well, there's si- there's both sides to yeah, that. There, it, I mean, I've, is, I've looked I, up a couple of different things that there's arguments, strong arguments in either way. But, you know, I'm going to argue that this, you know, one, this is a mm-hmm. democracy and and actually it's a republic if you want to get down to it. But That's right. uh, it comes down to right. it's kind of the dog eat dog. It is what it is. So uh, we'll see what that see what's going on with that. But it, but let's do a quick start of case or no case cal let's roll case or no case for a few minutes now it's time to play case or no case all right medical devices are popular people are always looking for some new gimmick to replace good health habits or to cure a backache insomnia or sexual dysfunction have you seen those medical belts Companies fighting to win the battle of the medical device. You know, you put them on and they send a little current out and all that. Well, these belt manufacturers have a reputation for pushing out elaborate, lavish advertisements depicting muscular men, beautiful women, all the picture of health. The pictures in the ads flanked by testimonials from actresses and medical practitioners. One doctor had a shocking idea. How about an electric belt to coddle the man bits? To... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if Cal's going to get through this I one. May, I may not. To solve, to solve the issues of infertility and ED. This fashionable device was meant to treat all known diseases and illnesses of the man bits, including impotence, uh, nervous disorders, hernias, unsatisfactory sexual performance. It even sports an electrically charged pouch <coughs> called a suspensory... <laughs> I wish I called a suspensory sack. <laughs> so, the, well, how much time do you have left, Cal? Well, apparently too much. The, uh, the claim in our treatment, the suspensory gives the necessary support to the man bit deal there. That's not the word they used at the MBD? same to the time. The electric curative currents, which may be said to envelop the suffering parts, gradually equalize the circulation of blood in the enlarged veins, thus affecting a permanent cure. So James Hartley of New Brunswick, Connecticut, thought, what the heck, what am I doing to treat my painful hernia and my ED isn't working? So he took a flyer on the $179 belt. He said the hernia felt better from the very first shock, uh, but then it got worse. And as far as the ED, well, (laughs) nothing. (laughs) The... The, the, the manufacturer, actually the importer, said when he sold it, revolt results may vary, not claim, not available to practice. Uh, what's the word they say? Read it. Okay. Not endorsed by the FDA, not intended to treat or cure any disease or ailment. So he said, what do you want from me? And Mr. Hartley sought legal counsel, and so I asked you, ladies and gentlemen, case... Or no case. We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, and that's the perfect teaser, Cal, to lay that out. I'm going to call this case the MBD, (laughs) the the man-bit deal. Is that what you called it? I think that's what it is. The man-bit deal. Well, we're going to be back after this to find more uh, more about the man-bit deal, to find out what Todd, Denise, and I have to say. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk with what your answer is. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at PennyAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh -huh. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Well, come on. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Eva Marie smoked 12,000 packs of cigarettes over 15 years. She quit, and now there's a new lung cancer screening that could save her life. You stopped smoking, now start screening. No matter how much you smoked, early detection could save you. Talk to your doctor or learn more at savedbythescan.org. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. This is Radio Law Talk. The famous man bit deal case, so the MBD uh, with uh, ED <laughs> and herniations. Yeah. Go ahead and just do a quick overview. Well, a guy, uh, a guy bought a medical device that had a little electric uh, <clears throat> uh, device thing, a little... Stimulator. Yeah, a little holder there for the man bits that was supposed to help with uh, erectile dysfunction, with hernias, and by theoretically using electricity to balance the circulation in those particular extremities. And and the guy said he tried everything else for those two areas. He had a hernia and he had ED. And he said, what the heck, Mr. James Hartley? 
So he bought a, 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 a this belt. It was called the Victorian Electric Age Belt. He went and got one of those and plugged it in, and, uh, well, he wasn't happy. So he sought counsel. Didn't fix the ED. His hernia was okay for the first shock, but then he said it got worse and worse and worse. So there you have it. That is the basic setup for Case or No Case. And I'm going to start today with the lovely and talented <laughs> Miss... <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. I was giving you the side block. I'm telling you, a curse word that's not allowed on the radio came across her lips, and I saw it move, but she was smart enough not to let it go through Thank the you. microphone. Okay. Which is exactly oh, why... He didn't say you, fudge. You, you were avoiding eye contact, and I said, perfect, I'll call on Denise. So, Denise, what say you? You on case or no case? What state was this? This was in. Uh, he was in from Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. I think. No, hold on. That's our next case. Does this guy? Yeah, this guy also is from Connecticut. James Hartley's from Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, medical belts that are supposed to help stimulate and help to not. Don't hear. I can't even talk. I can't even say <laughs> what I want to say. Oh. Okay. It's a case. Okay. Okay. But there's a disclaimer that was given on the medical um, device that says it's not for, um, it's not going to solve or cure any kind of disease. It's not going to do this. It's not going to do that. Not intended to cure or diagnose. These claims have not been endorsed by the FDA. Not intended to cure or diagnose any disease. That's what it says. Right. And a disease and not a problem. Ailment or disease. Ailment or disease. Okay. So I think that, um, I think he sues, honestly. Uh, I think it's got to be too juicy of a, of a case for for um, Cal not to have um, found this. And that he loses because of the disclaimer. Cal's, Cal, Cal is such a professional. He rarely laughs. And he just can't keep, a, he just can't keep it today. Well, the... The visuals that came with the... Well, anyway, go ahead. Uh, Fred, what say you? Okay, what say me? I think I know what happened here. Right. I think the situation here is very clear. I think Cal was looking for this online. Uh, he was actually looking for the belt and was trying to order it. And he got mad. And he said, I'm going to make this a case or no case. And when he received it, these issues happened. And he just made a case up because of it. And so his hernia is worse. And uh, I don't know what else is going on with him, but I think that's how it all started is Cal was looking online for something like this because I say this is no case. It is a scenario, and that's a true electric belt that Cal was searching for to purchase, but there was no case. Hmm. Mr. Cunin, I know. I, oh, I boy. realize this can be challenging, but Mr. Cunin, what say you? Give them the number if they yeah. want to call in. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you want to call in, e- even if we have already done this, I-, I would be curious to see what anybody's opinion is. It's 855-LAW-RADIO. And Denise, what are those numbers? 855-529-7234. Call us. We want to hear from not you. Not Todd's mom. We can, you're not allowed to call in. No, no. Please do not call in on this one, mom. Well, dad got that. Um, yeah, right, I, mean, I, yeah. I, was look, I was looking at the name James Hartley, and there's no way that that is an anagram for Cal Hunter, but uh, <laughs> no, it's not. boy, it's this not. topic is just nuts, Cal. I don't know. I mean, rumor <laughs> has it that after the litigation started, negotiations were really testy, but um, but they're trying to get this done, and I'm not going to milk this any longer than needs be. Uh, so I will say that the Victoria's Secret Electric Age Belt, this is a case. I think that that is uh, the fact, and um, I I just don't think that he. What, what did you say? I said no case. You said no case. Cal, were there any were there any physical damages? Like, was he hurt by this? Nope, just didn't help. Okay, so basically he wanted to using the old, uh, you know, people to say I'm from Michigan and they hold their palm up and I'm from here and stuff like that. Right. So he was hoping he'd be able to show people where he was from Maine, but he still remains in Florida. So I'm gonna say that it is no case. That one went over my head. Yeah, yeah I didn't that, understand that, that, that one. That, that's a way homer. You'll get it later. Yeah, okay. I, I got it just fine. Okay, so... <laughs> Cal got it. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. <clears throat> so I'm going no case. No yeah, case. I'm that. with Fred. I got that. All right. So now, for those of you who say this was a case, please show me your hands. <laughs> oh, Denise! Good one, young yes. lady. Yeah. Oh. For those of you who say that the 
defendant prevailed. That would be the Victorian uh, Victorian Electric Era Belt Company, you, who say they prevailed. May I see by a show of hands? Denise. Well, Denise. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, the plaintiff prevailed. These, by the way, I didn't tell you this case was actually from the post-Victorian era when these medical belts were very common. They were sold. What year? Well, I mean, like years. 1890s. And... Oh. To to the early 1900s. Ooh. These medical belts were sold with copper and zinc discs on them, so they they'd put them on your body, and the copper and zinc would interact on your body and send a little current, very small current, to your body and supposedly heal you. Well, this guy finally sued, and guess what? The whole industry collapsed in about a year. Wow. And this was a multi-million dollar industry in the United States at one time. But the whole industry simply collapsed, and that was that. So I wonder uh, if you could buy one of those uh, accessories now if it would be worth money. I mean, like a, like a momentum. As a collector's item? Collector's well, item. You know, I, the question, that was a question I th- thought, and I, th- I realized there were so many of them that it's not likely that they would be that valuable. You have to look but, at uh, eBay yeah. to see if Yeah, they may be out there. So, so we, is it not true that you were not looking for one online? Not lo- no, not looking Cal, for one online. Cal, come on. I, Fred, I had hernia surgery. I did not. Uh, Cal. <laughs> I treated it the new-fashioned way. Okay, when we come back, we're going to actually get into some litigation. We're going to talk about the California State Bar that's accidentally released some general topics. We'll be right back. Remember, Radio Law Talk is aired live 9 to noon Saturdays Pacific Time, and you can stream us live at that time. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 918 1376 Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars, and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor, and The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 
800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time. And it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable. Things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. lettyandcompany.com. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. Uh, unfortunately, we're not serious uh, enough. So, uh, in fact, we have had some complaints about our show. I love to complain. You know you're doing well when you have a lot of people. Most people just love it. But, you know, you get a few complaints that we're too uh, uh, fun and not serious. So, But that's okay. That's who we are. Uh, you know, the California – let me tell you a quick story. So, I'm sitting there at my house. And those of you who don't know my family, I'm not going to get in details. We try to keep our families fairly, you know, quiet as to, you know, what the situation is. But my son, Garrett, I will put his name out there, is taking the California bar exam. And he flew in from out of state. He went to an out-of-state law school. And he flies in. And he stayed at my house. And he walks downstairs in the evening. And it was, let's see, the bar was on Monday or yeah, uh, Tuesday. Started Tuesday. And uh, Friday night, he walks down, and he goes, look at this, Dad. And it's an email from the California State Bar saying, whoopsie doopsie. I think they didn't say whoopsie doopsie, but it was something like that. Whoopsie doopsie, we accidentally sent out to some professors in California the topics of each essay question that will be on the bar. And that was accidental because apparently after the bar that's what they normally do and allow the professors to kind of review and watch somehow and and look at what the questions are and whether or not they were fair i don't know that something to that uh degree to help the, the state bar out and they went out early apparently a staffer accidentally sent them out early so that apparently on thursday is when the professors received these emails and said oh by the way here's what's going to be on the bar <clears throat> And they claim that nobody has, uh, none of those professors told anyone. Mm-hmm. And where's the crickets when I need them, Cal? And uh, the, the issue is going to be, you know, what what ramifications? So what they decided to do is they decided to just throw those questions out. There wasn't actual question, but the topic of each question to all 9,000 individuals taking the bar exam. And my son was like, wow. And the issue is really... You know, okay, is it going to hurt people? Is it going to help people? There's no doubt. I believe there's going to be lawsuits coming up. You know, if you don't pass, what are you going to say? Denise, you're going to say, or Todd, you're going to say, wait a minute. You let everybody else, because don't forget, it's on a curve, too. 
It's not just it's on a curve. You let everybody else. I studied super hard, and it helped those people that didn't study the last few days to be able to study the topics for the bar exam. I think there's going to be lawsuits going on. So that, that just what what do you think happens? And so I was watching Twitter and Instagram during this time period before the bar exam. And my, my son basically, what a great kid. He just said, look, Dad, I, if I don't know it now, I never know it, you know. But uh, he he clearly uh, was kind of going, wow, it's kind of nice. I know what it is. But how are they going to do this? Are they going to let more people pass? Because they keep, usually it's always around, what, 33% pass rate or 36%? It, last time was the worst ever, I think. Like I think it was like, it was a fourth. Yeah, fourth. yeah. So something like that. It's low. So what do they do, Todd? What do they do, Denise? What do you think? Well, what they did is they said anybody that took the test can get a refund, 100% refund, no questions asked. And there were about 9,000 exam takers, and out of 9,000, 600 of them did, in fact, asked for refunds. Are, now, are those the ones that decided not to take it, or I think those are the ones that were those the ones that decided not to take it? Before they took it or the ones after? No, they were offered a refund after. Okay, because I thought it was the one, I, and I don't know, I thought it was the one they were, the ones the prior to taking it, if you not don't want to take it, we'll refund your money. I and, don't know. We'll, we'll and it could that. be. It could be that. Yeah. It could be both, actually. Yes. But yeah, it, there were 600 people that opted to not take the exam and or to get their money back. Right. So that's kind of an interesting thing. So people that weren't ready for the exam, or maybe people that accidentally saw the release, they did not take the bar or they got their money back. Yeah, it's actually 600 people that were scheduled to take the bar exam, then refused, uh, got their refund, and apparently didn't take it. Would but, that be because it would collapse the curve with everyone knowing everything, do you think? I don't know what's going to happen. That's what's going to be interesting. That's why I'm saying is they usually keep it, they, they curve it, and sometimes I don't know if it's up or down, but... Look, uh, Todd Cunin's taking it, and Todd Cunin and I'm taking it. I'm Fred Penny. I studied, you know, for this thing three three months straight. Todd Cunin just said, you know what? I studied the last month and or two weeks, and I was behind. But now, hey, I crammed for four days. Now I I passed. Yeah, you know, I think the thing to keep in mind here is how does how do things work with the bar? Okay, so first. On the first day of the test, which is a Tuesday, it's written. And in the morning, you have a essay section that can be on – it can be on one of 13 possible topics. The essays can be on one of 13 potential topics. And what happened here was that this email said, you don't need to be prepared for 13 topics. It's going to be, what, four or yes, five. Yes. We, we narrowed it down. So. If that went out to everybody, then everybody knew, I think it was five topics, and everybody knew you don't have to worry about, for the essay portion, studying for eight topics, you just study for these five. The email did not give what the test question was. It didn't say what the scenario was. None of that. It was just what the topics were. Now, why does an email like this go out? The bar is administered twice a year, once in February, once in July. And one of the difficulties, one of the things that the bar has to do is to make sure that all of the people grading the exams grade them uniformly. So that if if Fred and Denise are both graders of the bar and Denise grades my exam, I'm not going to get a better or worse score because she graded it versus Fred. So they go through this whole normalization process with all of their bar graders, and the bar graders are just practicing attorneys that – you know, when they get home after a long day, they look at these exams. I've heard. <clears throat> or at the stop they're sign actually, while they're, they're professors. Watching. The professors yeah. were sent that memo because aren't they part of the proctors that scale the exam? The, the professor, or it was 16 deans of law school okay. that participated. And, and deans participate in this too, but a lot of them are just rank and file attorneys. When I took the bar, we were told that on average, your exam is going to be viewed for about 45 to 55 seconds and a grade assigned because they get home from work and they got a hundred tests that they got to do that night and they go through boom and they just plow through it and they just look for basics. That's why they're told bullet point your answers so that those things stand out. But they have to go through this normalization process, which is arguably why these topics went out because it was part of the pre-bar normalization. Okay, folks, get ready. These are the things that we're going to be talking about. Um, it, it just went out a little too soon. Honestly, 
if if the lev- if the playing field is leveled amongst everybody and everybody has it, I don't think it affects it that much. I think I think arguably it could have a detrimental effect to the score if you think you know what's coming ahead of time because you'll probably slack off and not study as much for the uh, the multiple choice part of the exam because you're focusing more on essays. Well, let's see. It came out the Thursday before the bar exam. So it's yes. on Tuesday. It comes out on Thursday. But here's the argument that I see people are going to make. The argument is the people that were not prepared that would have flunked it because they didn't prepare compared to the people who did prepare now can last minute. Don't forget, these are law students are pretty bright. You're not talking the bottom of the barrel people. They're they're generally speaking, smart. Can they cram Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five days for those topics? Yes, Yes, they they can. can. And a lot of the bright, and I know a lot of guys and gals that I went to law school from, they could have learned it in five days. Right. And the essays are only the first part of the Tuesday. Right. Right? It's not the, or was it Wednesday? I think it started Wednesday. No, it's all day Tuesday. It's all, yeah. It used to Um, be, it used to be. No, they have a performance test portion of it. And so it's only three days, or two days now instead of three. That's right. It used to be a three day exam back when we took it. Now now everybody passing the bar is a bunch of lightweights. I mean, they might as, well, they might as well just give them a bar card, you know, yes. if you only have to take a two-day exam. But in the morning, it's an essay. In the afternoon is when the performance exam comes in. Right. And that's, on, that's on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday is the multiple choice, 100 in the morning, 100 in the afternoon. And that's nationwide. It's that's not right. a statewide thing. That's right. So anyway, California is the only state that affected it. And the reason we were bringing this up, people like in Texas listen to us, why do I care about this? This is very interesting because it could happen in any state. And that's why, so now the California Supreme Court is saying, what? They said, hey, we're going to look into this. We are worried about this. We want to know what happened and why this happened. Sounds to me like it was just a, a, a foobah from, from one of the staff members. One thing I would point out is that the five topics that were brought out are also five of the three of the seven topics that are also on the multiple choice so people would have already been focusing on that in prep for multiple choice right we're gonna talk more about this as time goes because i'm sure there's gonna be lawsuits coming up but we're gonna i want to talk when we get back about bill cosby can an individual client be found liable for what their attorney says to the press that's what this case is about and it has a funny twist to it as to when the ruling came out and whether or not it's a valid ruling. That's very interesting. Okay, call us at 855 Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Denise, myself, and Todd will be back. Thank you for turning on Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station or on RadioLawTalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. If you're one of those independent people who want your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs, or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better and it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Oh, come on. This is Radio Law Talk. So we've talked many times about the Cosby case. That's kind of like uh, one of our staples here. It is very interesting what's going on now, and... Uh, we're not going to get into the details of the Cosby case, whether or not it should, you know, they should win the appeal. They're on an appeal right now on his conviction, which, by the way, I have opined that, uh, and this has nothing to do with the allegations of rape or, not rape, or uh, sexual misconduct, because it's more of a procedural issue that, wow, did they, and, you know, we've discussed, the three of us, uh, where the procedurally we think things were not done right procedurally. Yeah, especially by the judge and the prosecutor. That's exactly right. So, Absolutely. But that's still on appeal. But don't forget, Janice Dixon did sue in California for under civil case uh, claiming that they basically uh, said bad things about her. Ba- you know, ba- you know, what's the word? I, I totally uh, spaced the word. De- defamed her. Defamed her. I'm a lawyer and I can't remember. Remember the word defame? They defamed her <laughs> by her. His lawyer at the time was like just like a kind of his Johnny on the spot lawyer. Went out and made statements to the press that were found at least or may have been found not true. Because right, Denise? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, they knew of this settlement and were involved in the settlement and the. The uh, comment that the attorney made was that the new never-before-heard claims from women who have come forward in the past two weeks with unsubstantiated, fantastical stories about the things they say occurred 30, 40, or even 50 years ago have escalated far past the point of absurdity. Yeah, and only that, fabricated and outrageous is what you know he said. So the big question is what, Denise? What was the question that the that – the, uh, Actually, who, who took it up on appeal was apparently um, the def- – the, um, Dickinson. The, the Dickinson did, yeah, because they said, well, he, Cosby's not liable. He didn't say it. His lawyer did. 
right? That's right. And there's a qualified immunity for lawyers and what they say um, in the process of litigation. However, in this particular case, because it had already been determined civilly that um, and, and, settled. and settled, but it was determined that there was fault by Mr. Cosby and he did pay out to her. But the statement that was made by the attorney made it sound like she was crazy. She, you know, it never happened and all that stuff. And she's like, that's defamation. That, that I, I agree with that. That is. I think that the, the thing that the court was focusing on here, in my opinion, and, and based upon things that I've read, is to what extent does your attorney's statement mean that it is also your statement? I mean, let's face it. If I have a client, and all of us have clients, we are agents for that client, which means we can speak on behalf of them. And an agent, if an agent does something on behalf of what's called a principal, the person that you represent, then the agent's actions are imputed to the principal under the law of agency. And the court here is saying, in essence, well, if the we think that based upon this in the context, Cosby had to know his attorney was saying this stuff. And it's not like he came out and said, what my attorney said was wrong. So thereby, therefore, by him, by the attorney saying this in a press conference and by Cosby doing nothing to repudiate it, to say, no, no, that's not what I think. The court looks at this as an adoptive admission on the part of Cosby. And it's as if Cosby says it. Now, yeah, it's a ratification. Yes. Yes. It, but that opens up a very difficult thing for attorneys and, and may cause some serious problems with representation going forward. Yeah, and I think, okay, so if I'm an attorney and I know something about my client's case, but mm -hmm. my client doesn't know it, it's imputed knowledge to the client. So under the law, what the lawyer knows is imputed to the client that they know as well. And that's kind of a legal theory that still holds up. So this is almost the opposite to where what the attorney – well, actually, it's, it's very similar. What the attorney knows in this case is imputed to Cosby, yes. right? Yes. So Cosby knows it. It's also going to be imputed to the attorney. That's where we're, we're headed with this thought. So the, here's my – I'm going to jump on another side here. First of all, I don't want to say that his – that he did defame her. I'm not going to say that, or I'm not going to say that he uh, this this was defamation in this case. And I, I Denise, I know that there are some depositions taken. There were some things that came out, but don't forget when settlements occur. And again, I don't know the details here, but I'm going to put nickels on it that they signed a general release. And a general release, which most people will not give you money until you sign a general release, says we are not admitting fault. Both sides acknowledge that. So I will I, I, I'm almost sure they probably had a general release sign that says we are not saying that we agree that this is defamation. So that, just for that little thing, I'm going to throw that in. But here's the other issue. This is what I saw. And think about this, those of you out there listening uh, about your attorney. Now here's this guy who represents himself, his attorney, and he's testifying as to the statements. He's he is the judge basically says, look, you, according to your testimony, your client has knowledge, and you, you, you tell talk to your client before this happens, basically. And, and at least that's my understanding is that that Singer actually was uh, representing himself and what went through a deposition or something and, and was talking about it. Now, how is that uh, not attorney-client privilege and who waives that is Bill Cosby, not the attorney? I say you can't talk. You can't talk about what we discussed. And yes. so, so that, how, is it that, how is it the lawyers are even allowed to discuss whether or not their client knew or should have known about the statements that they're making? Because in my opinion is it's automatically assumed the lawyers making that, that, that statement and is not necessarily the statement of their client. So the way the court looked at this is this. All right, you're, you're right. We, we can't make you guys talk about internal discussions between you and your client. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at it this way. When the lawyer went on TV or when made the statement to the press that we've never heard these claims before from women who've come forward and they're fabricated, outrageous, and a defamatory lie, when he made those statements, the court said that is as if Cosby made the statement. 
And if you guys want to raise, and all it is is evidence that it was Cosby's statement. doesn't mean that it's conclusive proof. It's evidence that can be used. And the court, in essence, is saying, if you want to contest that, you can. If you want, if, if this comes up in litigation and the whole thing is based upon what this lawyer said, sure, you can go ahead and put on proof that Cosby never told the lawyer he could say that and do that. But that's Cosby choosing to do that. If you want to do it, you can do that. But that's not going to change the way we can presume this statement that was made in public. But well, yeah, that that this statement was released with authorization by Cosby. And, and that's the part that they are saying. And then. Now it's putting the burden on Cosby to say, uh-uh, I didn't authorize yeah, that. Yeah, and even though it came from the attorney's lips, it's as if Cosby said it himself. If you want to contest that, fine. You can present whatever evidence you want, but we don't have to go through there to make the allegation. We can make it based just on what your attorney said. Now, and now Singer's on the hook, right? Yeah. So Singer's on the hook no matter what, what? but they're trying to get to Cosby again because is that a deeper pocket? Is that what they're thinking? Not about? necessarily. He might have malpractice insurance, but here's what here's here's the note. Singer testifies at deposition that he did not have discretion to independently respond to media inquiries regarding Dickinson. In other words, look, I had to get my client's permission. Yes. Now, my question to the lawyer and to what happened here, what's the behind-the-scenes thing? If I'm that lawyer, Singer, sitting there, and someone asks me that question at deposition, I'm saying, attorney-client privilege, I'm not going to bring that up. Right? Why would they? Why would he talk about what he and his client? What would he testify? What he and his client's discussions were? Maybe he's, I'm he's wrong. not. He's not talking about what the discussions are. He's talking about what authority was given. Still, There's a very matter. small little distinction there. I don't see it. I don't. I, I see. I see what you're saying, yeah. but I don't agree with that. So you know what it comes down to is how the heck. Now the interesting part of this, and I know we got to go, is what what happened is. The case settled, and they forgot to tell the appellate court, oh, don't worry about this case settled. And that's what happened. The appellate court went forward with it after the case settled, and that's why this really doesn't apply. But we do have their opinion that right. could affect people down the road. Right. Because nobody and put the brakes cases. on it. Yeah. There's other cases coming up. Well, we're going to have we're gonna come back on a, uh, our second hour, which is going to be exciting about... Oh, what are we going to talk about? we got a lot of things we're going to talk about. Robocalls. Robocalls is an important one we're yes. going to discuss. And then what else do we want to talk about? Nothing else? Well, you know, we'll talk Woody about Woody Allen, Katy Perry. Yes. We'll be back. Remember, you can listen to Radio Law Talk streaming live every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific, or on your favorite radio station. Either is just fine with us. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyright.